Tabletop Radio Hour, your podcast for everything tabletop. My name is Zach, and this week I'm joined by the regular crew. I've got Mark, and I've got Logan. You sound surprised you by that. Today? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, Mark, I thought I, you put on the schedule you weren't going to be here today. Well, um, but then you showed up to the. I, I thought I mean, just Logan and I were going to hang out. And, surprise! Can't get rid of me that easy. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Um, who said we're trying to get rid of you what? A- that seems like you know completely and totally out of dude no but he tried to assist you <laughs> no that's okay that's okay. since you said you were going to be gone logan and i were we were going to play the this new we got our hands on a couple sets of this but um mm. the new city of five sales card Ooh. game yes i mean we I mean, we can yeah, yeah. open it up we can play a three-player game that's what i mean that's true but uh I don't know. That gives us just an opportunity to talk about some stuff a little bit here. Yeah. Nice. We don't get a lot of time to just sit down and hang out. We're just like playing a game all the time, usually. Yep. But, and uh, usually it's like a, you know, we're trying to get some, you know, role play game, but City of Five Sales is, uh, is not as such a role play game. So it is, it is based not, on. It is inspired by. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. A seventh C. So today we're going to do just a little bit of, uh, of one of our good old segments of Game at a Glance. Of course, today we will be talking about the City of Five Sales card game. Now, it's, it's kind of like a, um, I don't know, a box set card game that they're going to yeah. build expansions on later. But I think it's very, very cool. Just mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll kind of lead off this game at a glance a little bit here. Because I think I've played it a little bit more. Yeah, you got like you dug in on that. <laughs> oh, I dug. I played like three games within the first like two days that I got in. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, you know, just trying out the different um, factions with the, the five available decks that come in the box. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, here, the, this is the City of Five Sales card game by Pine Box Entertainment. I believe we had a talk show with two of them over, mm-hmm. from over there at Pine Box in yeah. the past. Uh, sh- kind of shortly after that, uh, the first Chaosium Con. Mm-hmm. But it finally hit our, our post boxes here, and we, we get our hands on our sets of the game. Now, it's um, kind of a st- storytelling-style card game where you are playing one of the five factions that are... Uh, in control of different parts of five sales, mm-hmm. um, doing a little bit of um, resource management and recruiting of troops 
and the good old duels, mm. which is really neat. Can't have seven C without the duels. Of course not. No, it's it's got to be swashbuckly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but just kind of a, a bit of a look at what what the goal of the game is. You are gaining your troops and trying to control the different areas of the city. <clears throat> now, in a standard uh, two-person game, those three sections are the docks, the forums, and the Grand Bazaar. Now, at the opening of each day, um, the city is filled with city cards or uh, different people, equipment, or events that are happening in these uh, different sections of the city. And you move your little guys to your cards, your people cards, to the different, um, these different areas in order to purchase things or uh, control these areas to gain renown. Or, um, or maybe try to take out a little bit of the competition <laughs> by, uh, by dueling your opponent at, uh, at a certain location. Now, we should probably point out that uh, the city of Five Sails is, if for if anybody out there who hasn't been paying attention and listening to our podcast, um, is an actual location from the, the role-playing game, Seventh Sea. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so this is all tied into, tied into the lore of the actual role-playing game as well. Yeah. yeah you, don't, you don't need the role-playing game to play the card game, but it all ties together as well. Now, I'm going to be, you know, a bit more of a, an outsider on this because I haven't had a chance to play it and um, whatnot. But is, is it more of a deck building game? Is it a, are there actual, like, physical, like, is there a mat that you're moving your guys to? Um, you know, you said your, your people cards, but are you mm. placing them in certain districts? How does that look? So you don't have a mat or a board or anything. It's all just the cards you play on the mm-hmm. table. But there are three slightly larger city cards that go in the middle of the table and stay there throughout the whole game. Right. It's the docks, the forums, and the Grand Bazaar. Those are the three sections of the city that everyone's trying to gain control of. So imagine on your side of the table and on your opponent's side of the table, in front of each of you, you have what's going to be this line of cards next to your two decks of cards. That's your home line. That's where all of your new recruits or new um, people cards are going to be before you send them out to the city to do things. Mm, Okay. One of these decks is what I would consider your standard deck. It's got 40 cards in it. It's got things like your equipment and uh, minor recruits and events and stuff like that. The other deck is your approach deck, which consists of your crew cards, which are your people that can go and fight, and your approach cards. I'll take a little time in a bit to go over that when I talk about how the phase of the game goes. Mm. The game lasts over five days. Each day has 
uh, a number of phases. I think it's five, five phases. And they all start with dawn, which is basically okay. the beginning of the day upkeep phase. So you're adding cards to the sections of the city from the city deck, which is basically a collection of cards that are events and people and items that you can buy or recruit to add to your side of the board. The best real comparison I have is like, I don't know if you've played a game like um, Smash Up. I've seen it. I haven't had a chance to play that one either. But that kind of, you know, you have places where you're sending your people to do different things. See, my my first thought thinking about this game was uh, Dominion, if you played that card game. Because it is deck building, but you also have places and people and, you know, items and whatnot that go on in there. Yeah, I would definitely consider this a little less of a deck building game. Because the building of the deck happens before you play, kind of like Magic or uh, other games like that. You have your deck of cards before you play. But there is that slight deck building element where you do recruit those city cards to your side of the board, not your deck. um, That that kind of helps power you up a little bit like that. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's a very different mindset and, and mechanic involved when it is an actual deck building. Yeah, it's definitely not full deck building game, but it definitely has some of those elements. Nice. Getting into the next phase of the game, phase two is the planning phase where you build up your home bar a little bit more. Each day you get to muster a new crew member to your home line so you can use them in the city. Uh, So each day your, your forces and your power gets a little bit larger. Along with mustering a new crew member, you also get to pick a, an approach card that I talked about a little earlier. So this is almost like your plans for the day that you want to do in the city. Okay. I'm not going to get like super crunchy into the rules, but basically these approach cards modify how many cards you draw at the beginning of your day. The initiative of who goes first during this day, and then a couple modifiers that'll either help you or move renown around the different parts of the city and stuff like that. So you'll go through all these phases of the day, and at the end of the day, you'll take a look and you'll see if anyone has met any of the win conditions. These are Either one person has seven renown. The game ends if you have lost your leader. Essentially, you lose. Or the game goes through all five days uh, and nobody has any more cards in their approach deck. So you're not really stuck sitting and playing this game forever (laughs) if you're going a constant back and forth. Uh, It's a nice kind of ending the game if, if nobody's met those win conditions already maybe this is just a sign of my own personal impatience or whatnot but i love games that have a <laughs> set end time you know it's like okay you can only play for this many turns mm-hmm. yeah yeah the uh, in my experience you can still play for quite a long time <laughs> over those five days yeah um sure. 
not actual in in world days. It's uh, game phase days. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so we're not we're, we're not playing this game for for almost a week, guys. Don't don't. Worry oh, okay. So it. this is an endurance game. Got it. Who leaves the table first loses. Okay. Got it. Nice. Oh man, I got a small bladder. Yeah. <laughs> no joke, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn, that sucks for me. Um, so you guys both play this. Uh you both mm-hmm. uh um have support of this as well. Um mm-hmm. both yes. enjoy it? Both happy with it? Yes. Um I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but yes. Sure, sure. I mean you've you've uh, you played yes. it uh, in the demo version, at I the, should say. At the con. It, yes, correct. Yeah. Correct. Yes, we played the pre release at Chaosium Con back in the day. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was very fun. Kind of a nice just like demo version of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but it gave you a nice flavor of what the style of the game is like and how the rounds go and how the days turn out. So it's overall, it's a little bit complicated if you just look at it on paper. It's a little easier when you start playing. Yeah, yeah, it comes together. But uh, kind of to answer your question, your first question, yes, <laughs> I, <laughs> I enjoy it. I'm enjoying it quite a lot. Um, it's kind of fun because you throw in a lot of the lore specific things like people and places and kind of the different styles that are thrown into the different races in seventh C. So as, as a um, kind of specific example, if you look at the, um, the, I guess the introduction to our our latest 7th C campaign, um, we have the Scarpa family Mm. very present in the Vidace um, faction deck. So you've got the big guy, Don Scarpa. You've got, what was her name? Vittoria. Mm. We've got um, all the other Scarpas. There are like four Scarpas. But then you see things like um, dueling styles also come in. Like you have the Valro style technique and different cards that are named specific things that just throw that lore and uh, make you happy because you know where that lore came from. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) awesome. That's actually, you know, where I was going. I'm glad you brought that up um, for where we started that campaign and and whatnot. And this is, this be for both of you guys, but uh, I love when you have uh, a different game supporting another game, you know, so we're seeing yes. this a lot right now with yes. D&D and Baldur's Gate 3. You know, a lot of people are playing that. You're seeing mm-hmm. an interesting awakening towards um, towards some of that lore and some of that interest and people figuring out how things work differently in the tabletop game from what they've played in the from the video game video game, you know, right. Um, Absolutely. So on that same note, on the lore side of things, you know, you're not going to really see a difference here in mechanics. It doesn't quite relate over the same way at all. But um, would you have done something different with the adventure you ran? Or do you now think of uh, the city itself in a different light with (laughs) Mm -hmm. this game out? That's a good question. You know, it's it's a really strange answer, I think, because they have, they've admitted the, the pine box entertainment people have admitted that they are treating this like an ever expanding game. (laughs) So as maybe these, they, they have been telling many, many 
lore based stories um, on the on the back end of things if you feel like reading a bunch of stuff that that they've kind of created around the game and so you can focus on that lore or me and my girlfriend are the ones playing this at the house for the most part so um as things happen in our game we can say this thing happens or um this person gets recruited to a a faction if they're uh, an independent city card um so then you would find a card that would replace that that city card in the future and then that lore has changed how the game is played in the future okay okay Mm -hmm. Um, so you can really treat this like a immersive storytelling experience. Yeah. As far as changing things, I think that's their intent. They want this game to evolve and to change and to be different in five years from now. Yeah, true. Or ten years from now, or twenty years from now, if people are still playing it. But does it change your seven C game? Does it change you and how you think about that? You know, the games that you run or the the story you ran for us. Yeah, I mean, I can't always think of things that I might change from how they, how they turned out at the table. And a lot of those things are kind of influenced by you all and how your characters experience sure. um, the story. But I personally, when I ran the Seventh Sea game, I kind of uh, roped uh, Vittoria into that family when she's actually not, mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. Um, but she is still involved with the Red Hand Gang. She is still the leader of the Red Hand Gang. Um, but maybe, maybe I'm, I wouldn't have thrown her in the family. I might have um, kept her her individual. Person. It makes her a scarier villain in some ways, having connections like that. Yeah, connections, but not direct family connections, where the family itself is still going back and forth on who should be the leader and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and who should actually control the city and stuff like that. Right. I think it would be interesting though to to now that it's out to actually sync up a, a role playing game with a card game, and you know, like play out one day and then pause and, and go over to and run a mm. run a role play session that's happening kind of coincide with Ooh. the events of the game. Card yeah, game. like play like, like either forth, playing yeah. one of these leaders or. Uh, or one of these, um, or just events that are happening as the these leaders are battling around you. Yeah, you yeah, know, just something. Yeah, oh, you're not yeah. connected right. to any of those leaders, or maybe you are, but you're not one of those leaders. You know, but as mm-hmm. they do stuff, it changes the world around you. Uh, it changes oh, the yeah. city and the, and the, the constant. You, you know, whoever won that card game, that's the faction that has the most pull in the city yeah. right now. Well, exactly. I like the build yeah. up slowly. You know, okay, you play a day, mm-hmm. and then you play maybe a week in a role play game and then you play another day mm-hmm. in the card game and then you know it's the next week of changes and whatnot you know um i could also see that maybe on the solo side i'm not sure how easy it is to solo this whether you're playing both sides or what but being able to just kind of do that for your own like um way to to game the narrative for the city for yourself true true yeah that's a good point now now i want to do it now, <laughs> now i want <laughs> We got to yeah. side by side this game. There yeah. you go. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that throws a lot of cool ideas. Um, yeah, just seeing this city change as you're in the city for mm-hmm. an extended period of time for almost right. a week. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. then then you go on from there, or maybe you're in the city and you see what happens the next week. Maybe yes. between two different factions. True. 
an important thing to keep in mind, you buy you can buy, you know, the box set and it comes with f- five factions, right? But if you want to play um, more than two people, it only comes with the amount of stuff for two people to play mm. because it's got both faction specific cards in your deck and generic cards. So cards mm. that aren't tied to the specific faction. Sure. That either that any faction can use, like it's um, uh, throwing knives or a breastplate or, um, you know, different. Uh, risk cards that you can play Mm. Um, but so if you want to play with more than two people of course you might have to get those two box sets instead of the one sure just as a as a friendly reminder for anybody out there Mm. definitely check it out um they've done a great job with the game it looks beautiful it's fun it's it can be lengthy but it's not you know you're not playing it like monopoly and it's (laughs) glorious yeah it is, and I've played with a few different of the faction decks, and you can really see once you kind of go through the cards and see what kind of style that faction is, it really fits. Like, um, Vidace is all about having those red hands and those thugs, and the more red hands you have, the, the more power you might have during mm. um, you know, playing a specific card. Nice. I won't get too specific into the dueling mechanic because it's kind of crunchy, but it uses basically a, so you're, you're, you, when you declare that you're starting a duel, you're like, this person is dueling this person. At that point, you can choose if you have another person there that you don't want your main guy to get attacked. You can have somebody else intervene. Hmm. But the challengers like sending threat your way. So like based on their power, they're sending three points of threat your way. And if you decide not to play a card, uh, you'll just take that as damage, as wounds. Um, but you can play a card and it'll go through um, what they call RPT, which is repost, parry, thrust. So reposting is sending damage back to them. Um, parrying is sending it out of the way, getting just sending it back to the ether. It gets absorbed. And uh, thrust, of course, you're sending that damage back. So you're kind of going this constant back and forth. Oh, I'm sending two back to you. I'm getting rid of one. I'm going to take one. But like, So it shows this constant back and forth of this duel. I understand why they did it like it's, that. I understand why it said like that, but it's wrong. It's so wrong. It's parry and repose, <laughs> not repost and parry. Ah, okay. Rant done. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, just to, to kind of give a slight overview of how those duels work, um, yeah. it, can, it can show a really nice, fluid dueling. It goes by in like two minutes, then the duel's over, and then you keep, keep on going with, with your nice. stuff. That's good. Good fun. Kind of in the same in the same vein of Seventh Sea Combat. Yep. You want to keep a light and sweet. You're doing a little bit of damage and then uh, maybe taking a little and retreating or yep. um, standing your ground. But so, what is your favorite faction then? Now, for both of you guys, what's your favorite faction? 
And does that affect Ooh. your choices for your next 7C character? Uh, okay. I recently played uh, as Usura. Mm. And boy, I'm telling you, they got a lot of hit points and they can <laughs> throw damage at you. Holy. I know Ryan wasn't, you know, Usuran, but he fought with an Usuran boxing style. So, you know, holla. That makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think Asuro is a solid one. I haven't played with Castile, uh, Montaigne, or one other. What was the other one? But that's right, Eisen. Eisen, Eisen. I haven't played with Eisen either. But uh, Eisen's all about like getting equipment and stuff like that. So right. it's it's very fitting with like a Decreutzer. Um, get it, getting artifact style uh, weapons and uh, and doing some damage. Thanks. It's really neat. How about you, Mark? You know well enough. I haven't played enough. I, no, I haven't. I haven't played enough to try some of the variations. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably. I think I played Montaigne the one time I played it. Mm. So that was. Uh, they were nice. They're they were, nice. Yeah, they're good. It's like it's it's they're kind of focused on like getting influence, mm. but um, portly injury th throwing your musketeers in front of your leader yeah. or anyone else um, in order to keep keep your main guy out of damage ah, or yes. main lady, shall I say? Yes, yeah. yes, that's Montaigne. Um, that's Montaigne, one hundred percent. They're all. I'll say they're all very fitting yep. for for the the styles that. That the faction or that the nations behind the factions uh, represent. True. Well, uh, you know, for the audience, uh, tell us what your favorite faction ends up being. If you get the, the game, tell us what you think about it and how it flows for you and uh, hit us back. Love to hear your experiences yeah. with it. Absolutely. Yeah. A great place to do that is on our Discord channel. That's the best way to keep in touch with uh, contacting us or just talking about stuff that you hear on the show. Links will be down in the description below. I'm I'm having this in, it's like insane wild idea to do like um those vi those um video call based games where you have a <laughs> camera pointed down at your desk where yeah. you're playing oh, your yeah. cards and they're playing their cards on their table uh while you're all doing this online. But that could be fun. Aren't 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 they coming with an online tabletop for this hmm. they've from day one they've kind of did all their trial runs through like virtual tabletop and stuff like that yeah um yeah, but, but i'm sure they've opened that up now that now that the game has actually released and stuff i'll have to look into that but yeah um croy right in yes <laughs> i know you're probably listening <laughs> right yeah in. dude yes <laughs> But he's been, he's been great i've been asking him some questions where i have rules questions and oh, that's um, awesome the the community over there they've got a discord community that you can find um if you have any questions on rules uh just want to get together maybe play on virtual uh or just talk about the game yeah mm -hmm. they've got some some great resources over there for everybody so non-sponsored plug um <laughs> go go get the game it's really fun i like it That might do it for this segment of Game at a Glance.
I don't know about you gentlemen, but since we've been talking about this game for the last half hour or so, might just wrap things up so we can go and play a little bit. So thank you all for listening. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. And uh, we're going to take a little time to, uh, to sit down and play a game. If you have a copy of the game, I hope you enjoy it. If you don't, you might consider picking it up because it is pretty fun to just sit down and, uh, and have, have a good, good little card game in the 7th Sea world. We'll see you all next time.